ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the dedicated ZBBs in the audience that are listening to this. We're back with another episode of The Horus. I'm your host, Kevin. Joining me, as always, is my handsome co-host, Walter. Walter, how you doing? I'm I'm doing great. I'm getting over COVID. Uh, it was very mild for me this time, but uh, it sucked for my entire family. How how are people still getting... I just got COVID the first time this year, and I got it after going to a I, conference yeah. with 5,000 people. And tr- Honestly, and, I don't understand how you managed to avoid it for so long. And I... I'm a COVID believer. I'm a vaccine believer. I'm not a COVID skeptic. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a vaccine denier. Yeah. I got the vaccine as soon as I could. Pfizer, which only hot people get. Um, I've gotten all the boosters that they've done at work because they do them in my office. So it's like I have no excuse to not go and get a booster oh, yeah. and a flu shot when it's like at the end of the hallway. That's so convenient. And, but as soon as I got the vaccine, I was obscenely uh, laissez-faire with masking I was like, oh, we have to mask in this establishment? I'm going to have my (laughs) nose sticking out, though. I mean, I, yeah, it's probably not a good thing to say. People can be like, oh, he was one of those. But it's like, I'm a vaccine believer, all right? I trusted Fauci. I got my Fauci ouchie. Mm. And I was just like, this thing's going to work. I don't give a shit about COVID anymore. I'm vaxxed. I don't give a fuck Mm. about COVID. Um, I... I'm quite the opposite. I there's still a few locations that I, I bust out the old mask for uh, in like a grocery store or something because the people there are disgusting. But uh, I, the the real downfall is having uh, children at preschool who just yep. bring home, just, just lick each other's faces and then come home and uh, cough right in your eyeball. I do a mask at the airport. And I think that's just because yeah. it's like, it's so easy to get sick at the airport. And to be yeah. fair, when I got COVID, it was probably from the airport. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I just, yeah, I mean, it sucks. COVID was bad, but I was pretty fast and loose with it. As soon as they were like, oh, you can spend time with your family. I was doing that. And I remember a lot of people were upset that I was like hanging out with my family during COVID, but it's like. I don't know. If there's one group of people that I'm willing to risk it to hang out with, <laughs> it's like my family. <laughs> you know? I'll kill these people. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, all of us were essential workers. Um, I was yeah. fortunate that I was an essential worker at a job where there was only four people. Um, mm-hmm. But even then, like when we all had to start going back into work, like the second week of COVID shut down because I worked in radio broadcasting and somebody has to be there basically like that second or third week the kids the zoomers that i worked with were just like uh do you mind if i take my mask off in the office i was like if you sit in the studio by yourself you can be maskless but i'm gonna sit in my office by myself (laughs) do not come in here without a mask on yeah but yeah it's i i really wonder how we're gonna remember covid in the future because it's like to me, it's kind of shocking how fast 9-11 has become a joke where it's like, I guess Zoomers, it has Zoomers, been 20 years, <laughs> yeah, Zoomers think it's very funny to make 9-11 jokes. And I'm just yeah. like, mm. it doesn't bother yeah. me. It doesn't bother me, but it's hard to convey to somebody what it's like when you're in seventh grade yeah, and you're watching people commit suicide on live TV where you're just like, no, we watched this live. Like this was my school day was waking up and watching this. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember my dad waking me up. We're just talking about fucking 9-11 now. But yeah, yeah, my dad waking me up to be like, hey, the world's changing. You got to come see this right now. Yeah, I remember my mom waking me up and being like, something's happening. You need to get upstairs right now. And I was like, can I wait 30 minutes for my alarm? Like, (laughs) is it that important? Yeah. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, it fucking was. It was crazy. Yeah. We also lived on the western side of the country so like didn't know anybody yeah i assume who in there but i mean there's all kinds of people who were more personally touched by that thing so yeah it's it's crazy that it's been and it's just it's just it's like i said i really wonder how covid's going to be remembered in the future if if there's going to be like a generation of people that like think it's cool to make jokes about and we're going to be like the out of touch people because we're going to be like kind of uncomfortable with making jokes about it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, I, 
I feel like there's already a lot of jokes and discourse about it just because oh, yeah. everyone was stuck indoors and talking online during I, it. So it's I love calling it my Fauci ouchy getting vaccinated because <laughs> it's like it's so it's so hard to take vaccine conspiracy theorists seriously when that's what they were calling it. Oh, did you get your yeah. Fauci ouchy? It's like, bro, you are in your forties. You can say <laughs> yeah. vaccine. I believe in you to say <laughs> yeah. this word. <laughs> But we're here anyway to talk about something else. We're here to talk about the Australian horror movie from A24, Talk yeah. to Me, which was out of theaters and then back in theaters and now it's on streaming services along with being in theaters. It's had a very weird like where do I watch this cycle it feels like. Yeah, I I was kind of surprised when it came to streaming and then it was still in theaters. I know that's pretty common these days. Uh, but it, I, I, I feel like people were talking about this movie a few months ago and I just mm -hmm. now got around to seeing it. Yeah. Same for me. Uh, I went and saw it in theaters cause I have the regal subscription. So I was like, fuck, I might as well use one of my unlimited movies a month to go and see this. Um, other movies yeah. I saw that I think maybe we've talked about are the nun two and it lives inside. Sorry. I'm a little scatterbrained today. On yeah. recording, I've been giving into the intrusive thoughts all day, so I'm just going to give you a, a warning about that. <laughs> one last, no, leave, leave your shirt on, Kevin. Yeah, no. one, one last COVID joke before we get into the movie. I've been writing yeah. a lot of documents about how COVID impacted um, business where I work, and today mm -hmm. I gave into the intrusive thoughts. And anytime I had to write the word pandemic, I wrote plandemic. And I always put COVID-19 in quotes. Like, <laughs> uh, I used find and replace and cleared all that up. Yeah, but yeah. it was very funny reading my rough drafts today. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep it interesting for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I saw Talk to Me in theaters. Um, it was a pretty empty showing, which I would kind of expect for a movie that's out this long yeah. to be. And... Man, I know that some people really like seeing horror movies in theaters. I think horror works in theaters if no one else is there or it's people that are there yeah. to watch the movie. Um, there's one scene in this that I think was better with the group. Uh, the One of the joke scenes in here I think worked better with it being like 10 other people and we all laughed at the same time. Yeah. But there were a couple scenes in here where I was just like, dude, shut the... I don't want your commentary. There yeah. are There are nine of us in here aside from you. None of us are laughing at your jokes, bro. Yeah, that's there's a special place in hell for those people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, especially with horror movies, ruins the vibe and the tension, just cuts it right in half if, if someone's jabbering away during it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so for a quick synopsis of this movie, we're introduced to, fuck, I should have taken notes because I forgot her name. <laughs> But we yeah. are introduced to a, a very lovely young lady Mia. and her circle of friends, Mia's circle of friends, yeah. who participate in a ritual in which they take hold of a sculpted hand, say talk to me, and are able to talk with the dead. Mia and her friends take this a little too far and spirits follow them from the dead side to the realm of the living can mia and her friends solve the mystery in time to save their souls i don't know you probably watched the movie already <laughs> so <laughs> yes we're a little late to the party so maybe yeah. mm -hmm. <clears throat> but um yeah i i think that for me in particular the plot of this movie like really worked the main plot device i thought mm -hmm. was excellent I thought this was a really yeah. fun way to like have some interactions with the dead because we've seen it all before, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I really really enjoyed this movie, mm -hmm. uh, but I I think it does have uh, I watching it kind of early on, and maybe it's just because it was a young cast. I I was sort of reminded of reminded of it follows where it has like a like rock solid interesting concept that's just like just a little bit off of what you're normally used to um but i think this one works a little bit better than it follows and just has has a more natural and more um re believable and kind of realistic uh characters in it 
See, and I feel like this movie, the characters worked really well, them being young and reckless. Um, I think that the setup for the main point of conflict wouldn't have worked better if the characters were older. I think that 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 really worked well for telling the story or telling this story. And I think that, I mean, everything kind of, the only thing that was very odd to me was the houses were super nice. I was just like, bro, oh, how, much your, houses. how much do your parents, you're, you, you got a single mom and this is where you're living? I know. You got, you got yeah. a single dad. What is, how does she get an alimony? This is wild yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, Walter and his red pill arc his his divorce arc. Oh yeah. I guess that, that was kind of <laughs> fucking sexist of me to assume. These fucking um, bitches in their alimony. <laughs> but no, I, I know what you mean where it's like, you never see the other circle of friends dad. Yeah, and they have a super nice. You never hear them talk about dad, and then from, I think she. I think the mom mentions at one point that the dad called oh, or something. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah they do. And yeah. at least with Mia, it makes sense. So like she had two parents. I assume they were both working, and her yeah. mom commits suicide. And it's like to me, it makes sense why she would have such a nice house. But it was weird that the one family just has like this mansion, and yeah. I know housing in Australia is expensive. So it's like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that this was like a cheap place. Um, yeah, they just gorgeous fucking houses. But no, I like this movie way more than I thought I would. And I might say yeah. that this is probably one of the better A24 movies I've seen. Or this is an A24 movie that I've seen that I really enjoyed. Like, just great. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah, I think that this one is, it's a pretty tight, like just over 90 minutes. And I think... It just kind of gets so many things right and and works so well. The ending maybe maybe doesn't quite come together, but I think as as a whole, uh, this is a pretty great, pretty refreshing horror movie. Yeah, I I would agree with you that the ending is maybe kind of the weakest part of the film, but I mean, everything else in it is so good, and I even like the kind of ending ending the last little scene we get of the yeah. movie. I thought was really fun, yeah. but. I definitely know what you mean. Like the whole lead up, the last 15 minutes feel very weird and like kind of out of place. But I mean, the movie, I think, opens up with a fucking shotgun blast with yeah. the older brother going to the party and like looking for his brother and like, you're not mm-hmm. sure what's going on. And it's yeah. like he goes into the room and his older brother looks. I mean, he looks like he's on drugs, like he looks like a drug addict. And then he you know, it isn't really making sense. You don't really know what's going on. And then he just fucking stabs his brother in the back with a knife and stabs himself in the head. I thought that shit was wild. That was a crazy way to open a movie. Yeah. And it's just one big, long tracking shot. It was, it was awesome. It, yeah. Immediately grabs your attention and that like makes you want to know like, so what, what what was that guy on specifically? Yeah. I mean the br- yeah. the older brother breaks down the door to the room. He's not, he's yeah. not like okay, can, you know, come on Terry, let's go. <laughs> yeah. He's like kicking down the door like, "Bro, you, we got to get you out of here. You got to come home." Yeah. Um I just I thought that was fantastic. And I really like the scene too we get early on in the movie of Mia picking up the little brother and them singing in the car. Um, yeah. That's that was a very touching scene. Yeah. Uh, Mia is a very good character, and I think a, a great performance because she makes some like colossally bad decisions later in this movie. But she's like so likable, and 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 like making a lot of like kind of selfish and like oh Mia, don't don't fucking do that kind of decisions. Well, they're all like believable for her. Yeah, it's not yeah, like absolutely. they're. It's yeah. not like because something I hate it in a movie is. When you get characters making decisions, you're like, are you a fucking moron? Like, yeah, come on. It's like the hold on. Let me walk into this abandoned warehouse that's full of chainsaws while I get away from the ghost killer. It's like, yeah, what do you think is going to happen in the warehouse full of chainsaws? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very Tucker and Dale situation that some <laughs> characters stumble into. But Mia's decisions, I thought, all made sense. They they make sense. I, I think some of them, uh, they're like clearly bad decisions, but they all like there's the context for all of them, and mm-hmm. I like. I never felt like, why is she doing that? It all makes sense. Like, I wish she weren't making the decision, but I understand completely why she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, she's super likable with the with that family. And I just like has 
immediately great chemistry with with her friend Jade and uh, Riley is the yep. younger brother's name. Yeah. Well, and even 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 Jade and Riley are like likable. Riley's kind of mm-hmm. like your I don't want to say annoying little brother, but he's like you can he he did a very good job of playing yeah. a little brother. Like he was very yeah. as as someone who's been the little brother, he was very believable of what being the little brother is like. Yeah. And yeah. I thought Jade was really well acted too with like kind of the overprotective older sister that, you know, she doesn't seem like a bad kid. She just seemed like a good, wholesome yeah. older sister. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't want to bring Riley there, but like once he's there, she's very like, uh, like watching out for him, making sure he stays out of trouble kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I really, it, it's been a while since I've enjoyed like a movie with teenager characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Me or like too. where you or or I mean where like the teenage characters still feel like relatable and like I recognize like aspects of myself in them or, or you know, when I was younger. Yep. That kind of thing. Like it, it feels like they're uh maybe the actors maybe look a little too old for it, but it they do feel like real they'll, teenage they'll characters. They'll cast they'll cast people like you and I and be like, Okay, you guys <laughs> yeah. are f- uh, high school freshmen. It's just like yeah. I got a full beard. Yeah. Or it's it's fresh faced little, or it's uh, a yeah. Michael J. Fox and Teen Wolf. That's yeah. Where you was, look you look him up and you're like, oh, he was like 25 in this. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's, so yeah, the the cast is all really likable, and I mean, even the adults in the film. I think the mom character, Sue, uh, Sue, yes, yep. and the dad, uh, Max. Ooh, you gotta you nail. I wrote down. Cast. I wrote down all the names. So, um, I'm yeah. I'm looking at the Wikipedia for the cast right now. But yeah, yeah. Max <laughs> I think was really believable, and Sue was fantastic. I loved Sue. Yeah. But I mean, just a really really good cast for this movie, and it really fit. It fit the vibe. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I agree that this movie has some it follows moments. <laughs> yeah. Where you're just like, ah, come on. But even in It Follows, I think the kids in that movie did a good job in, like, the acting. Or the, yeah. the choices they made all made, made sense because they're fucking teens, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I that's not a criticism I have of that movie. They're, we don't need to get into It Follows, but uh, some of the, the tonal and, and, you know, like, dialogue issues in, in that movie. It, just, it Follows doesn't quite come together for me. Anyway, mm-hmm. but this movie does. Yeah, and I... I Something else that really kind of jumped out to me about this movie is the scene with the kangaroo, which we get right after the singing in oh, the yeah. car. It really establishes that Mia has like a kind heart and won't put someone out of their misery or put something out of their misery just because she's like too soft hearted to do so. And that yeah. comes back up later in the film in like a nice callback that I thought was like a really kind of fun way to just make the callback. I, I don't think yeah. this, I don't think that scene really works at the end of the film, but yeah, I, I think, it, I think it's a, it's a good setup and the arc works and we'll, we'll kind of get into the finale a bit more when we get to it. It's, it's hard for me to put my finger on exactly like what didn't feel quite right about it, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I have a suspicion of what didn't feel quite right about it when we get to that, but yeah. Um, so after the kangaroo scene, we get the first kind of talk to me commute yeah. uh, communing scene. What did you think about that? Uh, yeah, this, uh, it, like I said, this like feels like, uh, like an authentic party, um, with teenagers. And I, I liked the moment of kind of like the peer pressure of, uh, Mia's like feeling outcast the whole time. And so she steps up to engage in that thing. And yeah, it just, a creepy scene. I like how they set up the rules and kind of make it very clear and then just follow that closely. Um, but holy fuck, I would never, ever do this. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those things where it's like it's like the demon summoning ritual where it's like, guys, you understand that the best case scenario if this works, we have a demon we've summoned. It's like, yeah, the best case scenario of this working is there's a ghost here. I don't know. Maybe we're cowards. But yeah. the the party scene reminded me of like when you you and your friends first get into smoking weed, and you all like get mm-hmm. together to hang out, and it's like okay, you're just looking around at each other, waiting like okay, when is the weed coming out? 
But in this, <laughs> yeah. it's like, okay, when is the ghost hand coming out, guys? Yeah. So yeah. when when we get introduced to the other kind of characters in here, um, I I also thought that the other two characters in here were great. What were they? Rhea yeah. and Cole. Uh, nope. H- uh, Haley and Joss. Fuck. I was close. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought Haley and Joss were great. I love the kind of good cop, bad mm-hmm. cop that they're doing when they're strapping Mia in for the first time of like explaining the rules to her and to us, yeah. the audience. I thought that that worked really well because she's never done this before. You know, Mia and Jade are kind of going through this for the first time. So it makes sense why we're getting the rules breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. I think that works really well. Uh, when they, because they specify that like, you can't go over 90 seconds because then it, the ghost might get attached to you. But then they have like no contingency plan for when like Mia just holds onto the hand too tight. Like they try to take it from her and just like she yanks it away and like, ah, shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I, if I were at that party, I'd be like, that's it. We don't have anything. No backup for that. I thought the same thing where it's just like if you grab and squeeze her forearm, like yeah. her hand will relax because that's where all your grippy strength comes from is your forearm. And it's like, yeah. Okay. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess also that, like Mia's got to weigh like 98 pounds or something like Joss yank that out of her. Come Joss, on. Joss did not have an older brother to learn that trick of your older <laughs> brother squeezing your form and being like, Oh, but you can't make a fist pussy. <laughs> um, so that was a big, a big fail on Joss's part, but yeah, it's another thing that like gets established right away. It's like, oh, these are fucking kids playing around with something that they don't understand. Like this is going to go sideways very fast. And at, at first, that first scene, I really thought that Mia was going to get possessed right away. I was yeah. like, oh, she is done for immediately. Yeah, but I kind of thought that would be the rest of the movie. Yeah. They really kind of take their time and make you guess as to who is going to be the one that holds onto the hand for longer than 90 seconds. And mm-hmm. really gets fucked up by a ghost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, it's another thing where, she, also during that first scene, she just like, like locks in on uh Riley and is like shouting these threats to them, like he's gonna split you open. You gotta run, 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 run. And I just, I can't imagine being at the party and being like, oh, this is a cool thing. This is there's a fourteen year old here and now. <laughs> I can't imagine. No, about, can, yeah, I can't imagine being Riley like dope. I cannot wait for my yeah. turn. <laughs> yeah, I I do like in the follow up scene like he's like trying because he's like going around, uh, tries to s- spend the night in the sister's room, ends up sleeping on the couch with Mia. But he's like he doesn't want to admit that he's afraid, but he's very clearly like shaken up by what happened. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And then we. Uh, they decide because uh, Jay, Jade's boyfriend wants to have a turn. They organize a second party. Um, and we have, I think, the, oh, go ahead. I want to go back a quick second. The, when he's yeah. trying to find, when he's like sheepishly asking his sister, like, can I, st- I'm not scared, but I just want to stay in here. Yeah, just looking out. Yeah, and then he goes and stays with Mia. I loved the little scene of like the dark hand putting itself oh, yeah. on his shoulder. I thought that was so cool. I forgot like, about Uh-oh. that. Yeah. Something came back with Mia. Yeah. Yeah. Super. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. It was a great shot. I also, what was up with the crazy frog ringtone? Oh my God. The crazy frog ringtone. It sticks out like a sore thumb in this movie. I was like, huh? The first time I, I heard it, I was like, is this like a, is this a frequency that only millennials hear is crazy frog? But <laughs> it kept coming I, up. I was like, this is in the movie. I, I kept being like, is this a period piece? Is this like set in the early 2000s and I don't realize it? I don't know. Mm-mm. It's not. It's not a period piece. They have Snapchat. Yeah. They have all these modern. Oh, they do. Yeah. It's it's way. Snapchat was way past Crazy Frog being popular. Yeah. No, when I heard Crazy Frog, I almost lost my mind. <laughs> like, what? What is an 18-year-old doing with that? And they were and watching we, this... Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on their phones. Yeah, I I know this movie takes place in Australia, but I kind of assume that since we live in the age of the Internet, culture Mm -hmm. moves a little faster than Australia just now getting crazy frog. Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) Oi, oi, you cheeky fuck. Have you seen this crazy frog? Like, (laughs) what is going on in that country that crazy frog still relevant? Yeah, it's wild. I 
I needed like a full second scene where she explains that she has that ringtone ironically. <laughs> I, yeah, it would have been nice. It, like she got it to mock her mother or something. Well, something something I saw, and I, I kind of hate that this is a thing. I think I've talked about it before, but I like Letterbox for just like writing a short review for myself and like scoring a movie. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, one of my toxic personality traits is I will read the reviews on Letterbox for movies. Yeah. And there were so <laughs> many reviews where it's like people are making the same joke that you would see on Twitter 10 years ago where they're like, this movie was so scary. I'm glad Australia isn't real. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. this joke was funny 10 years ago on Twitter. <laughs> like, I, I do think it's bad that Twitter snarky 180 character jokes are now like a thing on every other platform. Yeah. But I did see a lot of people asking about the crazy frog ringtone. <laughs> so we are not it's, alone in being confused yeah, about that. It's it stands out. It makes no sense what it's doing in there. And speaking of making no sense with what they were doing, so they have this crazy big party with all the people trying the hand, and then the, Joss and Haley just come over for like a private hand job session, like a private handy. <laughs> They're like, oh, <laughs> We do we do boutique small parties as well. Like <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. What did they get out they, of that? Yeah, they establish very on. They don't like Mia, and so it's like yeah. If you guys don't like Mia, why are you going to go over to Mia, Jade, and a nine year old's house to do this? Like he should be. He's probably going to be playing Roblox the whole time. Yeah, I guess they're just so delighted by the watching people do the hand thing. But yeah. No, that's a good point, because they're not like, we'll give you 20 bucks or here's some weed or something. It's just like, please come by mm -hmm. for two hours. Yeah, come by, yeah. blast cigarettes in my house, yeah. and um, we'll have fun. Yeah, there will be two 14-year-olds there just hanging out on the couch. Mm -hmm. But there was another scene where it's like, it's totally believable when, you know, the kids want to join in. And older sister's like, no, I don't want to risk it. And like the, you know, Mia trying to be cool is like, okay, you know, 30 seconds. How about that? Yeah. We'll play it extra safe for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I, I love that scene too. Cause yeah, it, it makes sense where Mia's trying to be like reasonable and protective, trying to satisfy everybody basically. Mm -hmm. And wants to be this, the cool older sister, uh, mm -hmm. To her surrogate family and again joss screws it up zero contingent yeah. you can't just take nothing. a hand away from a child a literal child nothing. yeah just come on guys yeah and that that Pitiful. scene that scene was scary when yeah. he gets possessed and hard to watch when he's just like slamming his face into stuff i was just like yeah dude this kid is done <laughs> yeah no it was unpleasant i i really thought he was just gonna cave his whole head in and that was going to be a thing I was going to watch. It was unbearable. Yeah, this movie is R-rated, and it did a good job earning that R-rating. I mean, the <laughs> yeah. opening scene was insane. The scene with um, the little brother being possessed and, like, slamming his head and everything. Like, Riley was fucked up after that, big time. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's kind of like the uh, hered like hereditary early twist where, like, you don't see that violence coming to that child but uh boy does it yeah but charlie was annoying so i did <laughs> sure, the movie gets sure. the movie picks up after charlie's death you can tell everyone in the family is like oh thank fuck <laughs> what a relief she was so weird dude um so yeah i i thought that scene was really good and it's like just the panic everyone trying to figure out a lie they can tell so that they don't have to like explain to adults like Okay, we have this hand, and you mm -hmm. say talk to me, and a yeah. ghost appears in front of you. It's totally crazy, because I would not believe that for a second. Yeah, if I no, got a call not. like, yeah. hey, your son's in the hospital, and you were like, oh, it's because the demon hand. I'd be like, duh. I mean, <laughs> yeah. who didn't have a demon hand when they were a teen? Sure, sure. We all experiment. We had I a, know. a different kind of demon hand. <laughs> <laughs> for, the audience, for the audience at home, I was a pantomiming jerking off when I said yeah, that. Was, if that wasn't clear somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no I, I thought that was like a cool and terrifying scene and I really like too that this is when the visions that Mia's experiencing really start to pick up this is when it becomes clear yeah. that like Riley got fucked up by a ghost for holding onto the thing too long Mia is 100% possessed like at first you're kind of like mm, is she possessed 
we got the yeah, ghost okay. hand touching Riley when he's sleeping, but was that Mia? Was that a ghost? Mm. Mm-hmm. But now it's like hardcore confirmed because she's seeing the ghost of her mom. Yeah. I should mention in the scene with Riley, like, I really like that, like, he touches the hand and says, like, something like, what the fuck? Like, he clearly sees something. And then when he lets it in, it, like, reveals itself as Mia's mother. But we don't know for sure that that's actually what he saw. Mm-hmm. Like and it, and by the end of the movie, it's pretty clear that that it was not it was never Mia's mother. Well, and we get a a little line before that even that's just like didn't didn't Duckett say that the ghost could imitate anyone? Yeah, <laughs> didn't didn't Duckett say? And it's just like, oh yeah, that does kind of make sense that these are like evil spirits that are willing to lie yeah. to you. I don't know why people assume ghosts are going to be honest to them. If yeah, I were a no, ghost, it's... I'd be lying all the time. I'd be like, oh yeah, I totally don't watch you when you're taking a shit. I don't do that <laughs> yeah. at all. That's this is not a fetish I've developed in the afterlife. Yeah, I uh, yeah that that is one of the things where it's like, boy, how how do you guys have all these rules written down? Like I it I think it works the movie. You have to have it to move it along. I don't want like the process scene where they figure it out. But it's just kind of funny to me that they're just like, we know exactly 90 seconds. We know that the ghost can impersonate other people. We know that they'll be inside of you if you stay for longer than 90 seconds. Um, I think and, some of it Duckett does did tell them because they. Yeah, I think so. It's just like Duckett's older brother, Cole, later on in the film was like, well, well, Duckett said that the, the further you've been away from touching the hand, the weaker the ghosts get. So <laughs> they do. There's been some experimenting for these rules. <laughs> are, are you going to keep doing that? Anytime, uh, yeah. Huge air quotes Australian <laughs> accent. It's perfect, okay? <laughs> I'm slipping on my crocodile you, dundee hat. You, you sound like, like, the, the, like the crazy old gas station attendant who like warns <laughs> the teens off at the beginning of the movie. Like, oh, you're going up to old Milbury's farm, are you? <laughs> That was a very British accent, not Australian. <laughs> yeah, that's what you fucking sound like. I, you know what? I have to listen to this when I edit it. I will give you my unbiased opinion of my accent <laughs> when I'm editing. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll add in a little note at the end for the listeners so that they can yeah. know. Um, but anyways, so some of the rules were passed on to them by Duckett and Cole when yeah. they handed over the hand. And, you know, another thing about it, do we see Joss... Um, in the opening party scene, we we I, don't see him at all, right? We we don't. No, I actually went back and checked because I thought that might have been the case. Um, but no, I don't think he or Haley are there. And I I realized afterwards, like if they were at the place where the stabbing happened, that would kind of make it super weird that they were still super into the hand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, they're they're not there. Um, because I think yeah, because they and they mentioned at that point that Duck had already given him the hand because he could already see the ghosts without it. Yep. by that point yeah yep and yeah just uh that's that's how we get the rules explained to us is that they were told to them by Duckett, so that's how they yep. know about all this stuff but he didn't tell them like if you hold on to it for longer than 90 seconds you'll see some shit but it gets weaker over time he just didn't think to pass that on he's just yeah, like that's don't hold on to it for longer than 90 seconds and no one was like well what happens he was just like i'm not telling <laughs> yeah just I I look strung out. I look like I'm on drugs. Do you think I, I'm like going to be giving you the good stuff now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so, yeah, the hospital scenes, um, they're okay. I don't, there's nothing really yeah. sticks out to me about the hospital scenes. I appreciate that Mia shows up immediately. Like people are going to be jazzed to see like, like hey, uh, <laughs> yeah. come on in. <laughs> and, yeah. And she's pretty surprised when like Sue and Jade kind of turn on her like, no, nah, that's. That makes sense. You and it, look it, at Riley right now. And it makes sense, too, that Mia can't forgive her father when she goes home. And that's like we get to see them interacting because it's like I think yeah. Mia deep down knew that her mom killed herself. Yeah. Um, But I think she just didn't want to admit it. And it makes sense, yeah, too, can't. that the dad yeah. is heartbroken and doesn't want to have to tell his daughter, like, hey, your mom loved you, but she killed herself. Like I can't rationalize this to you. Yeah. Daughter. I, there's no way I can like soften this blow Yeah, or yeah. Or like he, yeah, he lacks the, the tools to like 
convey that that's not the end of the world for her yeah yeah and i'm it, it suicide's a hard thing for people to understand and process yeah. even if they leave a note it's like you are never gonna understand their reasons no, yeah. why you know yeah it's it's almost certainly not gonna be a logical reason mm -hmm. that you know uh uh not depressed mind is going to make sense of yeah <laughs> heavy stuff i was waiting for you i wanted to see what you were gonna say first <laughs> you took a deep breath i thought you were gonna say something and then just you just let that hang yeah um, i i thought about tacking something else onto there like a personal sort was like eh, yeah that's, that's too to. that's too heavy for the audience today so yeah, uh mia is losing her grip on reality her dad has something very important to tell her and uh her adopted family has kind of like cut her out because yep. she's acting weird and she's definitely responsible for putting the son in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. And this is where too, I think the ghost really like realizes that Mia's weak and really like ramps up trying to manipulate mm. her into doing things. Cause we get a lot of scenes of this like swollen, bloated, disgusting ghost of her mom being like, but, but I love you. <laughs> Ignore that. <laughs> yeah. I look like I'm totally waterlogged. <laughs> yeah. I, it didn't uh, occur to me, but I uh, I saw it later. Like it's heavily implied that like the the ghost that she lets in at the beginning is is that kind of like gross waterlogged looking lady, and that's just the same one that's just with her throughout the whole thing. Because yep. I guess you can anytime you see her mom, you can hear running water. Mm -hmm. I didn't catch that, but uh, yeah. And then she's just like slowly degrading throughout the movie and looking worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah. And then so after the hospital, you know, Mia convinces um, Jade's boyfriend to drive Daniel, her home, yeah. Daniel. Yeah. And the scene of Mia yeah, and Daniel yeah. sleeping together mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Daniel waking up to Mia just going ape on his chest. Going for those toes. <laughs> yeah. That that was a very like good funny scene it really works yeah. it breaks up the tension and it's like a good way to establish something sexual happening without yeah. it being like she's trying to give him a blowjob or something where i feel like right. if this movie was made even just five years ago it would have had to be overtly like porno sexual and not just like foot fetish sexual yeah it's i or at least like she would wake him up by kissing him or something like that yeah yeah i I think I like that scene a lot because, first of all, it's very creepy when the woman's like in the corner and just crawling out. And then it gets, it goes and takes such a weird turn when she starts sucking on his toes. And God, she just goes for it. And then Big to cut, and, and then really, then like a funny release of that tension where it's Mia doing it. But it's still kind of like they're both freaking out because that's super fucking weird. I'm not a foot guy. Neither am I. No, no judgment. <clears throat> a lot of judgment from me if you're a foot person. <laughs> sure. Um, but I just, the thing that to me doesn't make sense, because I look at my feet and I have very wide feet. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I cannot imagine the mouth of a woman who's going to fit my foot <laughs> in her mouth like that. Because she had, she was like past the toes. Yeah. She was like just... midsole on that foot. <laughs> yeah. He has to have like elfin feet for them to fit in that far. Like Legolas. It's yeah deep in there she so, and something else i wondered is do you think they use a prosthetic foot for that can you imagine being the the actress can you imagine being sophie wild and being like all right sophie for this scene we're gonna need you to fit the whole whole foot as far as we want you choking on that foot <laughs> just get it in there hey guys why is this the first scene that we're shooting this is an actual movie right like this is not <laughs> yeah it's one of those things the director's like well you know just like a Tom Cruise movie, you know, if you get hurt filming the stunts on the first day, then it saves us a bunch of money on production. Yeah. You know, if you get hurt taking this foot down your throat. Yeah. Just saying, you know, it's it's for it's for everyone's jobs. I, I hope it was a prosthetic. I hope it was a prosthetic. And I hope that the actor they got to actually, I hope it was a stunt double. I hope it was a stunt double that specializes in doing foot scenes. Just, just having their foot. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino <laughs> so called in was just like, I, I got just the person <laughs> oh, for you. Oh, I got your guy. Don't worry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just flipping through his Rolodex of foot people. Yeah, 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 yeah. No worries. I'm here. 
so yeah i i love that scene i thought that scene was hilarious and like really establishes that like mia is seeing ghosts but she's also like possessed by ghosts like there's something weird going on with her reality right now yeah yeah it's a, a good creepy scene that like goes too far but also like to the point where you have to laugh at it yeah and it, it felt like the same too when they were tracking down cole and it's like this yeah. group of like depressed teens being like we Cole, we, I'm, I can't do the accent right now. Now I'm too self-conscious I'm sorry, about it. I, I, I'm sorry. But they're sorry. just like, um, Cole, we need to know the rules. And like, he doesn't want to talk to them. You know, his brother's dead because of this stupid thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he had told Joss and Haley to stop fucking around with it and destroy it. So I, I really thought that like, that was also another tense yeah. set of scenes. And it's like, just funny. That's, this is one of the few scenes in the movie where I think the acting doesn't land from the kids. Cause it's like, mm. they're all just like on the bus with their hoodies, like looking down morose. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> oh, you just gotta, you just failed your algebra midterm. Like relax. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like after that scene, uh, Joss gives uh, Mia the hand and she's like, I'll bring it back to you. And Haley's just like, no, just fucking burn it. Like, we, like, washing their hands of it like we don't want this thing anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we've crossed that threshold of like get this out of our lives i will say though once you've done that like what do you do for fun after that where it's just like yeah i'm getting drunk like i'm not talking to dead people like this is boring (laughs) (laughs) do you think they were talking to the same dead person each time somebody cycled through the hand i don't think so Hmm. oh that's interesting no, I, I got the impression that it was different each time. Because I think, like, the little girl that she talks to in the hospital, I feel like that's that was actually a little girl. Um, Yeah. But I, I just think, like, the one that got in uh, uh, Mia, I think that one stays with her because she held on to it for too long. And then there's the one that's in Riley, too, because he held on too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's also funny because, you know, Cole does tell them that, like, hey, the body will reject the invading spirits. But Mia is, like, convinced that she has yeah. to keep making contact with them. And I think that is, like, the spirits telling Mia, like, you need to re-up us on Riley. We need to get that fresh right. attachment on his soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> trying to... Or, like, they... Because there's also the scene where Riley wakes up briefly... And starts immediately hurting himself again, which is almost as painful to watch as the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's like getting the bath from his mom and sister, and the mom walks out and he goes ape shit. Yeah, yeah, and starts licking his own blood up. It's yeah, Ugh. yeah, terrifying, super creepy. Yeah, <laughs> um, they they get the idea to uh, like blow out the candle and hoping that's like that will fix everything. And go into the hospital, mm-hmm. um, and then that's when they see the little girl idol or the little girl ghost because she's trying to talk to Riley, and she shows them. Yeah, she gives them a yeah. glimpse of what's going on with him. I know. I, I really like the reversal of like the girl ghost lets her in, lets her possess mm-hmm. herself. That's a lot of pronouns, but yeah, uh, it, it's one of those like things like oh you you'd expect that to happen like in a sequel, this but they're just dropping this idea in. Right now, does A twenty four make sequels? Uh, I think they've made a few. There's this one's getting a sequel. What? No, one's been announced. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a great idea either. Don't give me a sequel. uh, Yeah, I, I kind of, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, we don't need a sequel to this. This is a one and done. Yeah, very cool, very cool movie. Does not need a sequel. Anyways. Yeah, and I, I think right before that, we kind of skipped over this, but we get the scene of. Um, Max telling Mia what happened, Mia having oh, yeah. to confront this, and then hallucinating that her dad yeah. is like trying to murder her, and that her, the ghost mom is like, "No, your dad killed me." Like that would fuck me up so hard. Yeah, like I just yeah. found out you actually committed suicide, and that you left this very heartwarming or very touching note about not being mad at you for doing it, and then ghost dad is trying to kill me, and ghost mom saying like, "No, your dad murdered me." What? <laughs> yeah because everyone just please shut up for two seconds and while i think this out i was wondering how she was gonna kill him like when the ghost dad was kicking in the door i was like oh she's gonna accidentally kill her dad here 
And I thought the scissors to the throat was like brutal where she's like being strangled by ghost dad. And I thought she was going to stab herself in front of her dad is what I kind of thought was going to happen based on, um, yeah, earlier in the movie. Yeah. I kind of thought that too. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, the poor, poor dad when he gets, gets ganked in the throat. Um, yeah, it, it's for me that was unexpected. Were, were this were those scissors set up earlier? I don't remember. They're on the they're on the floor when she's fighting with the ghost dad. When she yeah, knocks yeah, yeah. A bunch of stuff. I, I I can't remember. If there's like a scene earlier on where there's she, not a scene where she's like, "These are my favorite scissors. I I sure yeah. hate to murder my dad with these. Sure are sharp though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no Chekhov's. We're gonna leave them right here on the floor. All right. Um. So this is where I think, too, we both agreed that the movie starts to take a bit of a turn is after she um, becomes dead set on freeing Riley from his possession. Yeah. And like Mia becomes, is, yeah. she's full Kubrick stare mode at this point in the movie. Yeah. Like she's totally lost her grip on reality. Mm-hmm. And I think she does a good job with manipulating Jade to coming over and be like, Jade, I have something to tell you. I know how we can save Riley. Come over. I think that really worked well. Yeah. And her manipulating the mom into getting the mom to leave. But everything else she did, I'm like, why didn't... If the ghosts are telling you to kill him, why don't you just stab him here? But it kind of makes sense. Because when she sees this dying kangaroo, she can't do anything. And so this is like part of Mia's soft soul personality is she can't be the one to directly kill Riley. She has to find like something else to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. It it makes... Uh, like I said, it makes sense. She makes bad decisions at this point. It's kind of like I like you've heard all the information that like the ghosts can disguise themselves. That if if you die while they're inside of you, then they have you forever, kind of thing. Where it's just like I and I I try not to think about it too hard because she's under a lot of stress. So I again I like she makes a bad decision, but I understand it in the context why she's being manipulated or how she's being manipulated into it um but yeah it is just sort of a weird finale to it where it it, i don't know kind of felt to me like they weren't quite sure how where to where to end it well and the thing that gives it away for mia is also i think kind of lame (laughs) that you know (laughs) the the ghost has manipulated mia up to this point where she's about ready to kill him and then the ghost says something like We'll have him. We'll have him forever. Oh, yeah. Or, or yeah, he'll yeah, be yeah. with us forever. Like the ghost kind of gives it away that it's like the mm-hmm. spirit that initially was just like he's gonna split you open. He's gonna have you forever. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, come on, that's so lame that the ghost slips up like that versus versus Mia realizing that like her mom would not tell her to, to kill her child friend. Yeah. Yeah, I I would have liked. Uh, I I think I think that's a good point. I I would have liked a little bit more epiphany on her part. There's also like the old man ghost in in Riley kind of presents itself to her, mm-hmm. and at that point it just feels like I feel like she was gonna do it anyway, guys. You don't you don't have to bring that dude in here to like to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Mia jumps into the road after she realizes that she's been manipulated by a ghost yeah. the whole time and kills herself. And I also thought it was kind of cool that it's like a little ambiguous on if Mia's dead or not. When you see like the big car accident and her standing right. up, um, I thought that was like a nice, fun little way to do that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not care for the scenes of like Mia seeing Jade and the family, Jade and Riley like recovered and going home and Mia seeing her dad yeah. get into the elevator and not talk to her. Like, I understand it calls back to Mia's fear of being totally alone. Yeah. Was that this movie where Mia says that, or am I thinking of It Lives Inside? Uh, I'm pretty well, sure. I don't know if she. I'm pretty I don't sure know if she Mia's, says it, but it's it's definitely like implied that she she needs the surrogate family. I'm pretty sure at some point in the movie she says that her greatest fear, or she has a reoccurring nightmare, that she can't see herself in the mirror and nobody acknowledges her i'm pretty sure maybe i'm thinking that's very po- inside that's very know. possible because she looks in the mirror in this doesn't scene and doesn't see, her, see herself yeah. so but uh, yeah. yeah this this is about the point where the movie like really loses a lot of momentum um yeah in terms i mean it's of it like, like the, a five-star movie for me sure 
Um, yeah, I and then I I think you mentioned earlier the the scene immediately after that where like she sees the candle mm-hmm. and reaches out and and is now the ghost on the other side of the of the hand. I like that bit, and it's uh, a very I, I think that's like a powerful way to end it. Um, yeah, I like I on the whole I like where it kind of ends up. It just like it feels like it stumbles just a little bit in those last few moments. Yep. Yeah, or, and I, I, yeah. I'm disappointed to know we're getting a sequel because this is a movie that I don't think needs one. Like, where do you go in a story from here? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get if you have completely different cast, maybe like it's just a different story. But I, I don't think it's super necessary. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, but, same. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So end of the movie. Any any other things you want to say? I'll give a score for the movie after you kind of. Yeah, um, I think we just about covered it. Like I said, uh, overall, I I really really enjoyed this one. Um, just about every character like has, if not something likable, something believable about them. Yeah, that I enjoyed, and I I think it's it, some very creepy scenes. Oh, we didn't mention like almost all practical effects. It seems like I don't think. I don't think there was much CGI in this movie at all, if if any. Yeah, I think the um, blood was CGI, and that was about it. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. But some like good makeup effects, and um, also all the actors, like when they're uh, playing when they're playing possessed, do a fucking fantastic job. Like really, really good stuff. So yeah, uh, this is this is definitely one of the best horror I've seen this year. I think. I think so it's, too. It's way up there for me. Yeah. And I, I said it too that I think this is one of my favorite A twenty four horror movies I've seen as well. Yeah. Um I know that early on in the pod there was a lot of, oh, you just hate A twenty four. They have produced some fine movies, like The Witch, Lighthouse. I didn't mm-hmm. care for Hereditary because I feel like it kind of starts to stroke itself off too much at the end. And people yeah. were like, Oh, there's so many like hidden signs and symbols for you to miss. It's like one of those hidden signs is a a fucking mat, a floor mat, a doormat that the camera like pans down on and zooms in on. Like how, hmm. how did you miss that dude? Hmm. So I, I think this is definitely one of the stronger a 24 movies. I gave it a four out of five. I had a lot of fun with it up until the end. And I'm glad that you also didn't, <clears throat> didn't enjoy the end of this movie as well. Or the, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I say I wouldn't, didn't enjoy it, but I, I think it, this is like, Still a, a really rock solid great movie. Yeah. Um it just uh it, it yeah, it just left me just a little bit off. It it didn't it, quite stick the landing. It's definitely one of the better, maybe the best horror new new horror movie I've seen this yeah, year. Yeah. Um but I do want to use that as a segue for man, I love fall time. I love mm. spooky movie season. Of course. But I do not like how we are just there's a trickling of horror movies throughout the year and then october yep. hits and they all come out it's like can you guys space these out a little bit because yep. there are so many in theaters that i want to see right now and i have to open my my regal app to get the full mm-hmm. list of it but it's like kind of nuts how stacked this month is and i was busy this week with work I really wanted to go and see um, The Exorcist 50th Anniversary was in theaters this week. Um, I thought that would have been a lot of fun to see on a big screen, but I was too busy to see it. Um, I think we've talked about these. The Nun 2 and It Lives Inside. I saw those. I'm going to go see the new Exorcist movie. I want to see A Haunting in Venice. And Mm, Saw X. So it's like... there's yeah. still three movies for me to see in the next week ish. Yeah, boy, it's yeah, it's stacked this time of the year. I'm not running out to the theater anytime soon, and this is uh, probably my favorite time of the year because uh, why I just like watch horror movies and eat candy. I'm a bit behind already because uh, I was stuck at home with my family with COVID all week, and mm-hmm. watching horror movies in front of your three year old can kind of fuck them up, I guess. But uh, oh, and we we have the Spanish horror movie um, When Evil Lurks coming out tomorrow too. That's another I one I want to see. One. And it's just like, dude, 
I know that this is the time of year to sell horror tickets, but it's like, please, please yeah. give them to us. You know, I'll, I'll see this stuff in September, guys. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it doesn't have to be October. Yeah. Maybe give me a couple in November. Crazy thought. Maybe bring back Thanksgiving for a cine- for a cinematic run. That's right. I think is Eli Roth's Thanksgiving movie coming out this year. It is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I cut you off in the middle of talking about um, seeing horror movies with with your son with your, uh, so, with your kids. to be clear. I didn't. I did not watch horror movies with my kids in the room. This is the only movie I've gotten. That to was watch, a bold so. face lie, audience. <laughs> Uh, he just he puts a little he puts little earmuffs on his kids and like hopes they don't yeah. turn around and look at the screen. Just just for the boring parts, and then anytime there's gore or nudity, I turn them right around, pop those earmuffs off, and tell them this is what life is. Um, but yeah, no, I have not been able to uh, watch uh, any other horror movies so far this season, and it is killing me. Um, yeah, it's been really busy with work for me, so I haven't been able to watch a lot of movies, period. I don't know why, but I've really wanted to watch Fight Club recently. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's been stuck in my head ever since I saw the Barbie movie for some reason. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I wish I, I knew why, but yeah, yeah but yeah, this is just a busy month for seeing horror and it's been annoying with work. I just, I want to go and watch horror movies all day and hang out and talk with you and Skylar, but yeah. we're adults with obligations and shit. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, so before we move on, we forgot the most important question. Kevin, do you think you would survive? Talk to me. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I think that if I did the hand thing, I would not be holding on to it for longer than 90 seconds. Yeah. Um, so I think I would have been fine in this movie. Yeah. First, if I, so if I see someone doing this, no, I'm not touching that thing. Get out of here. Fuck that. If I were to hold the hand and saw a ghost and saw, oh, there is something real about this. I would fucking never say I let you in. Absolutely not. Even if they like came out of them like, oh, it feels fucking incredible. I bet heroin does heroin does too. Not interested, guys. No, you cannot get in my fucking body, ghost. Get out of here. Have you? I'll i'll bring this up later okay um it's about doing heroin but oh boy um yeah i just for me from thinking about this for myself i thought that like i think that ignoring the game is no fun i totally agree with you that if i held the hand and saw a ghost i would not be like come on in ghost yeah i talked to that ghost sure but but it's like what if but think about this walter what if the ghost was a really cute girl Oh shit! Well, think I didn't think that? of that. If I mean, if I were like eighteen, because if, time, if the ghost can appeal to your desires and it knows what you want, it'd be like Walter. I'm a cute girl that knows the rules for every board game. <laughs> you can talk to me about the thing for as long as you want. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, does the ghost have theories about the thing, whether or not? McCready and uh, whether or not Childs is the thing at the end or not. I, I mean, maybe we could talk for a while about it. I have references to scenes that prove he's definitely possessed or the thing. Oh man. Oh, oh. Shit. That would be oh, how I the mean, ghost tricks you into holding in that it for case, longer I than might 90 die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they like reach for the hand. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're, we're getting to it. Hold on. <laughs> Shut up. They're explaining a movie. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen this movie like 50 times. Yeah, 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 I know. Shut up. Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I don't know what the ghost would say to me to really get a hold of me to be like, well, yeah, obviously I got to keep holding this. Yeah, um, I think maybe if the ghost did uh, funny character bits with me, that would do it. I might. Yeah. This endear you to it right away. Yeah. Uh, OK, I got to I was going to bring this up. So speaking of funny character bits, there's this old. <laughs> documentary movie it was on netflix and that's where i watch it it's not on netflix anymore it's called jeff town and jeff town is about this adult man that has down syndrome whose mom has like really bad edemia he works in a movie theater and like he just gets away with like kind of whatever he wants it's like it, it takes place i think in the 90s is when the movie mm-hmm. this is when the documentary takes place 
But Jeff, the main character in this movie, is kind of a piece of shit. He's like hitting on women, being really rude, being really racist and sexist. And like nobody says anything to him because they're trying to be nice to him. But (laughs) there's this scene in this movie where he's talking with a friend and his friend is like, Jeff, do you still see that prostitute? And he's like, no, I don't see her anymore. And I'm not, I'm not going to do a Down Syndrome voice. <laughs> so it's okay. And his Thank is, you. His friend is, Saving yourself some editing time. <laughs> his, his friend is like, why don't you see that prostitute anymore? He's like, um, last time I saw her, she was really nice. And she put something in my arm and it made me really sleepy. And you just find out that this dude like Ugh. works at a movie theater, hits on women all day at his job. Afterward, goes out to the bar and gets wasted. He likes ordering this beer that's sold in like one of those yard long um, glasses, oh, yeah. like those those comedy sized mm-hmm. glasses. He loves drinking beer and getting fucked up. Going out with prostitutes and shooting heroin, <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> this man has lived a more full life than I could ever <laughs> dream. Like this guy is the happiest person in the world right now compared to me. <laughs> But I, I tried to find it on Netflix recently, and it's not on there anymore. But, yeah, it just... The Shane Gillis special on Netflix reminded me of it, and it just... Incredible. If the ghost talked to me about Jeff Town and had theories about what Jeff was up to between the ending of that documentary and his death a few years ago, I'm, we're chatting it up. I'm letting that yeah, ghost all ears. If it's Jeff himself... <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. But... Yeah, that's just the thing I've been thinking about this week. That's up there with, you know, last week's one or two weeks ago's one of Italian guy that's really into indie rock bands. Oh, yeah. That's, you sure did try to make that one work? Um, I tried to make it work with uh, the image generators, Dolly and whatever, the open Oh, AI. yeah, yeah. You know, I put in the prompt a couple different ways to try to get an image. None of them worked. But um, mm-hmm. Drake the Rapper, as a member of the Band of Brothers, came out beautifully <laughs> i have some great memes of that to send you <laughs> again like i said i've been letting the intrusive thoughts win today a lot yeah it's... how you doing buddy this is good i've been thinking about um trying to get a prescription for vivance um what is that it's like a adhd drug it oh, helps okay. it helps a lot with like if you have adhd and like binge eating and mm-hmm. like your ADHD more kind of latches onto your executive functions where it's like you know what you have to do and you can do like the things that you're supposed to be doing, but you just have zero motivation to do them. Um, yeah. That's, that's my intrusive thoughts jumping in there, but <laughs> it is what it is. Well, <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's late. Uh, that wasn't an awkward pause because Walter's really worried about me. It's it's late. Where no, I'm live. just I'm tired. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we get the heck out of here? I don't think so. Uh, Sue is character of the movie for me. Uh, hmm. But other than that, I'm a big Joss fan. I like Joss. Yeah, Joss was I, all right. I hang out with Joss. Yeah. yeah. Joss would be the kid in high school that hated me, but I'd always think was like kind of cool. Yeah. It's like Haley's a, a bit abrasive. She, uh, they're a bit mean, mm-hmm. but Joss seems like he's just just cool guy to hang out with. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah it's my turn to pick. And we were talking about yeah. this before we Let's started to it. record. I really want to pick the new Exorcist movie, but I realize like going to the theater kind of sucks um, for both of us right now. I think I'm kind of busy with work until November. Yeah. So we were talking about this. We've never covered a Jason movie. Or a Freddy movie. I don't want to do a Freddy versus Jason movie. Because I feel like that's cheating. And I mean. (laughs) So I really. (laughs) I'm going to pick Nightmare on Elm Street. I watched it recently as like an extracurricular activity. Um, When I say recently. I mean last year. I looked it up. Um, So I'm really excited to talk about this. Because it's a cool movie. I think it holds up very well. It's a horror Mm -hmm. classic. And you know maybe. We'll coordinate something and squeeze in a couple extra because it is spooky season. It is horror time. Yeah, we we hope to. Yeah, it's I maybe hope to be watching a lot more movies. Maybe so. you can get Nightmare uh, on Elm Street in with the kids. Yeah, this probably or Monster I think, Squad. I think Monster Squad's pretty kid appropriate. 
Uh, it's been a while since I've seen that one. But yeah, I don't think... I don't th Now, remind me, which one has uh, a woman getting eviscerated on the ceiling? Is that Monster Squad or is that Nightmare on Elm Street? Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that... Okay. Which one has Johnny Depp being pulled into a bed and just a volcano of blood spurts Nightmare on Elm Street. That's the... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which one has a mummy being unraveled on the end of a Jeep? Is that... Monster Squad. Is that Nightmare... Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But Nightmare Before Maybe Christmas, then. I think, would be good. Nightmare or Monster Squad would be good. Um, <laughs> I feel like we should we should try to find some like kid appropriate horror movies. Yeah, I I don't know if we're going to find one for a three year old, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I think there's a the scariest, there's a few the that maybe a little older. The scariest thing for a three year old is like potty training or bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He woke up screaming because uh, he had a nightmare about a dinosaur eating him recently. And so I was like, I don't know how I'm going to combat, combat that uh, in your Tell head. Tell the dinosaurs be like, dinosaurs are all dead. And son, if there was one alive, I'd kill it before it could eat you. That's true. And then yeah. flash a big knife at him. <laughs> Hold it up by your face and just flash it at him. <laughs> and he'd understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, listeners, thank you for joining us as we talked about A24's latest production. Talk to me. We'll be back eventually. Just like, you know, the deadbeat father that lives in all of our hearts um, <laughs> to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. If you the original Nightmare on Elm Street, just to clarify. Yeah. If you enjoyed uh, this podcast, give us a like, five stars, thumbs up, whatever it is on the podcasting platform of your choice. It really does help us out. I can see it in the analytics, the episodes where we get a couple thumbs up, get way more listens than the episodes where we don't. So if you want to help us, um, give us those ratings. It helps big time. If you want to reach out to us, we are still on X. Um, the Horus on X, formerly known as Twitter. And yeah, just um, for the zombie biker badasses out there, you know who you are. <laughs> um, thank you for all of the support we've been getting. I know we've been kind of not great especially recently about uploading new episodes but you know it's fiscal budget season for me at my job walter's kids are getting sick <laughs> just left and right yeah. yeah but we 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 appreciate you coming back and and your your patience my beautiful uh zombie biker babies i also kind of enjoy us the idea of us being deadbeat podcast dads <laughs> Just should we go back to promising like we're gonna be back next week? We're this now we're gonna start recording more and more, you guys. <laughs> You'll see. We can change. Anyways, thank you for listening. Have a good week, and we will be back to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs>